well, well, hello again, my friends. E.K. The Writing Elk here with yet another episode of the story, a story called Some Shitty Vacation. Some Shitty Vacation is a short crime fiction story featuring the life of an hitman called Lancelot Turner, a vacationing hitman from the narcotics underworld, one who finds himself being dragged back into the very situation he was trying to escape in the first place. His escape plan was both for the short as well as for the long term. He had planned on using this short term trip into Montreal to further research and investigate the long term get out plan, the one he had been considering in recent times. The road leads from Norfolk, Virginia to Montreal, Quebec and back. But some people just can't seem to get a learning break, can they? This is chapter 5 of the story, Some Shitty Vacation, a story of drug war and second chances. Today we bring you the hits and yes, some of the misses too in the life of Lancelot Turner. But first, here is a word from our sponsor. simply enjoying a fun read, look no further, because the author who gave you the book, How to Train a Wild Puppy Dog Named Manly, is back. Remember Eli Kelly? He was back with The Shirt Depot, a grown-up story to go. It's the perfect story for the grown-ups in your circle. It's a great read for him or her, especially if they have a hearty sense of humor. Deliver it daily over lunch like biscuits to crunch. He will want to pay you back for loving him so much. Give it to her like you should. Show her you're that good. Get that copy of The Sheer Depot, Story to Go, The New Tale for Grown-Ups. Available on Amazon Kindle. For more information, log on to inkyitalk.com. It's The Sheer Depot, A Story to Go and more. Go get it now. And now, here is today's episode. Today's episode is taken from chapter 5, chapter 5C, and it goes something like this. Well, 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 hello again my friends, E.K. The Writing Elk here, with yet another episode of the story, a story called Some Shitty Vacation. Some Shitty Vacation is a short crime fiction story featuring the life of an hitman called Lancelot Turner. A vacationing hitman from the narcotics underworld. One who finds himself being dragged back into the very situation he was trying to escape in the first place. His escape plan was both for the short as well as for the long term. He had planned on using this short-term trip into Montreal to further research and investigate the long-term get-out plan, the one he had been considering in recent times. The road leads from Norfolk, Virginia to Montreal, Quebec and back, but some people just can't seem to get a learning break, can they? This is chapter 5 of the story. Some shitty vacation, 
a story of drug war and the second chances. Today we bring you the it's and yes, some of the misses too in the life of Lancelot Turner. But first, here is a word from our sponsor. Looking for a great gift idea or simply enjoying a fun read? Look no further because the author who gave you the book How to Trade a Wild Puppy Dog Named Manly is back. Remember Eloy Kelly? He was back with the Shirt Depot, a grown-up story to go. It's the perfect story for the grown-ups in your circle. It's a great read for him or her, especially if they have a hearty sense of humor. Deliver daily over lunch like biscuits to crunch. He will want to pay you back for loving him so much. Give it to her like you should. Show her you're that good. Get that copy of the Sheer Depot, Story to Go, the new tale for grown-ups. Available on Amazon Kindle. For more information, log on to inkyitop.com. It's the Shirt Depot, a story to go and more. Go get it now. And now, here is today's episode. Today's episode is taken from chapter 5. Chapter 5C. And it goes something like this. As of late, she has also been taking to the idea that she is not lucky in love. Not at all. As soon as the love bug started buzzing around anywhere near her door, she said, tragedy was never too far behind. So, she's scared stiff of the very thought, especially at a time like this, like while she's out on the run. Oh, Hannah, where are you? Hannah, Lenny lamented. Where are you, Hannah? She had called to say that she was on her way home. That was over six hours ago. Lenny is falling apart at the seams. He has been pacing the floor non-stop. Oh dear God, no. This can't be good, he was heard saying. As he shook some more and shivered from within. Just like he has always done whenever he was brought back to that sensitive place where the only thing that's left to him is a prayer. So, he prayed. 18, 19 hours earlier, she was sitting on a bar stool, nursing a drink. She was not looking for trouble, or anything else for that matter. But trouble, it would seem just seemed to have a way of searching her out and finding her always. And the bar stool in the remote corner of Quebec, Chateauguay to be exact, Anna was there just chilling with a beer mug in her hand, her back up against the wall at the farthest end of the corner. She likes it like that. She likes to be able to see most, if not all, of her surroundings all of the time. At the other end, closer to the door, he was sitting there. Look, look at him. The stranger was there, constantly in her gaze. There were others there too, some who she didn't know. She was making sure to keep a watchful eye on them as well. 
But this one guy right here, look, he's the one to watch. Lenny was there too, her backup man, her pit bull. Lenny, as it turned out, is getting to be quite an asset to her since her reluctant sojourn in these parts. He really likes her, she knew it, and he is really trying to get her to take notice of him and hoping that maybe, just maybe, maybe she'll become interested in something more with him, something more than her backup go-to guy for hire, but the stranger was getting bolder and bolder. Emboldened by the second and the third shots of something strong he was drinking. He was on his third. He walked over to the counter and stopped in front of Anna. An empty bar stood between them now. Lenny's eyes narrowed. He was quickly owning in on what was happening. The stranger said something to her, barely audible. Anna didn't respond. Not verbally anyway. She just shifted her head to one side while fanning him away with a little twisting movement of the fingers. But he then ventured into doing the exact opposite. He slid his backside onto the bar stool in front of her, the glass in his hand sliding along the hardwood across the countertop and closer to her there where she was sitting. The right hand, meanwhile, with skillful flicking fingers, was flicking the ash off of the end of the cigarette. You know, he said, this time louder than before, loud enough for Lenny to have heard it. You know, I've been watching you, and I must confess, there's something about you that speaks to me. Can't quite put my finger on what it is, but it's there. And I like it. I think I like you too. I really like you. What I would like a lot is that you get out of my space and leave me the hell alone, she said. But some folks, it would seem, in all of their knowledge and the knowings of things, it would seem as if some folks don't know when to quit. So, the guy took it not one, but too many steps further. He planned a soft left hand on top of Anna's knee, and that was when Lenny planted the battle heavily on top of his head. At the exact moment when Anna was to have emptied the drinking glass of its contents in his face. Hey, someone shouted, but it was a bit too late for Lenny. A bar stool greeted him on top of the head as he was turning around to look knocking him to the floor and coloring his face red, blood red, his own blood. He was going to return the favor though. The dude was holding the stool up over his head to come down on him with the second blow when Lenny's switchblade met his calf, you know, that fat meaty piece of beastly flesh there at the back of the lower leg and slit it open. The guy came down like a ton of bricks onto the floor. The bar stool came tumbling after on top of him. Lenny rolled over and was up on his feet real quick. 
He knew that that would have been enough to calm that guy down for a quite a while as he goes about thinking over what he had done. So, with the knife still in his right hand, which was at the same time holding on to the top of his bloody bleeding head, he grabbed a strong arm hold of Anna's hand. Let's get the hell out of here, he said. And then they were gone, speeding away. That night, alone again with her in his tiny apartment, Anna was to play the role of caregiver and nurse, caring for him. She cleaned up the wound, applied the dressings or some sort of concoction which she had whipped up for the purpose and then bandaged it up. Whatever it was that she did, it has worked. It's working still. You are a hell of a caregiver, he said to her before asking. Are you a caregiver? A nurse by any chance? Of course, no reply was to be forthcoming. She tucked him into bed before lighting up a cigarette and pulling in on a few puffs. She had not had one in ages, but on this night, tonight she said, I needed one or two. Anna spent the night there on the sofa, watching, listening and thinking. She watched over Lenny all night while listening for their arrival, the arrival of those who might be coming after them. She was listening out for any such chance happenings and, and she was there thinking too, thinking about some other things. That's it my friends. Thank you for lending me your ear chime again. Come join us next time when we shall bring you yet another episode of this story. Until then, I remain your very best friend, E.K., the Writing Elk, and I am out.